Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to our Resident Evil podcast, The Nemesis Project. I am Joe Dubs. I don't remember. I'm Zach. And we are back for the bad episode. Now, when we say bad, we don't mean that, like, uh, I mean, it technically is one of the bad games, but it's still decent. We, we think it's okay because it's Resident Evil. Uh, but we are going to be talking about three sets of games, uh, but we will be focusing more on Resident Evil Survivor and then Resident Evil Dead Aim. And then uh, we'll quickly talk about the outbreaks, because since I played uh, the first one and kind of rage quit, but I do know about that game, and I'm sure Zach knows about it, and we'll quickly talk about that. Yeah. Um, let's get into our intro p portion of it. Uh, development in Survivor and Dead Aim, and I just want to say they're non-existent. <laughs> there is no information the only information i have found on survivor is that there was supposed to be a light gun game uh support in united states but because of the columbine shooting they stopped it they they changed everything uh and dead aim i really didn't see anything about dead aim besides uh they showed stuff off during the e3 kind of stuff and that's it yeah, there's no stories about how they tore it down and started over or changed something, or there's like kind of a different beta version and it changed to something else. There's really nothing at all. I searched kind of hard for info on Dead Aim and I couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't search as hard for Survivor for whatever reason, but like there's really not much to say about it either. There seems like there's less info about it than Dead Aim. I really think these were throwaway games. Like, I feel like Resident Evil 4 was kind of like in the planning and they were just like, oh, we need to fill the shoes somehow. And uh, if I remember correctly, Resident Evil 1 was supposed to be first person, correct? That's right, yeah. So I think they really wanted to test the grounds of first person shooting. And <laughs> you would think since we're talking about just one survivor and one dead aim, they made four of these. <laughs> And, like, they really wanted to get into that market. And I guess it's sold enough where they could create these games, especially in Japan, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I think the first Survivor game was strictly console, but I guess they kind of wanted it to be, like, Time Crisis in that way. Because mm -hmm. Time Crisis was huge back in the day. Um, but, like, then you had, like, Gun Survivor 2, which never came out here because of the same reasons as the Columbine thing. Um... But it was an arcade game, like, pure, purely. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have Gun Survivor 3, which was that Dino Crisis spinoff. And then you have Dead Aim. Yep. And uh, is there anything... You said you found some information to talk about, right? Uh, for, for Survivor? Or either or. Um, not In terms of development, no. Not, not really. What else do you got to say, not development-wise, before we move on to what's the differences between these two games? Oh, well, uh, okay. So, I did have a bit here about where I discovered in Dead Aim you can play it with a USB mouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can, like, you can use the controller, and instead of, like, aiming with the controller, like, with the analog stick, which I always found was a little bit awkward, mm -hmm. um, you can... Like, 
move your character with the controller and then just do all the other functions with the mouse apparently well that 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 was the thing like between these two games when they do the first person thing and having the analog sticks uh by the way survivor didn't have dual shocks then right correct if i'm correct on that wasn't it just no. d-pad no you can use the dual shock i did uh, i remember i remember well Obviously, when we go into personal stories, we'll, we'll talk about what happened to me, uh, what support I have on that. But uh, I, I also remember playing it without DualShock, and I thought... I, I still played it really well, but it was awkward in a way because, you know, moving that cursor to, you know, get to the zombie and then shooting it. Obviously, you could tell that they wanted this to be a light gun support game <laughs> based on how it looked. Yeah, like, I played it, when, when I played Survivor, I did play it with the D-pad first, and I was like, does this support DualShock? I figured it would, because it's so, such a late release. It came out in, like, 2001 or something. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you just hit the little analog button, and it works. Yep. So. But, um, yeah, the uh, Dead AM has USB mouse support. That's neat. And it's not advertised anywhere in the box or in the manual. That's um, that's weird. Like, you would think they would do that, but I guess yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't advertise it. You you would think they would do that so that they can get some accessory uh, bundles going or something like that. Part of me thinks that they might not have necessarily programmed it in because sometimes there's things. You know how like sometimes on a computer, if you can remember, you got like a a, a controller. Uh, and you would like plug it in and it was just like plug and play and mm. the controller could kind of like adapt to the game and it would work basically. Yeah. I think it's something like that really. Like somehow there's like a plug and play function at play with the PS2 and it just kind of is like, okay, the mouse controls the axis for looking around and it has buttons on it. So you fire, reload, all that stuff. Or something this was like for developers only and they just forgot to take it out. And it's like, it's a possibility too, actually, yeah. Because you would think that developers they don't have time to like put a light gun or something, or maybe they just use their keyboard and mouse. Who knows? And uh, maybe they didn't take it out. But that was a surprise. And um, obviously the Columbine thing, they took out the light gun, so they just have controller support. Yeah. Just really not a lot of stuff to talk about in this game, as far as like anything interesting everything was just like here it is go play it <laughs> it came out they, they got developed and mm -hmm. there they are <laughs> on that note i think we'll move on to the differences between survivor and dead aim uh oh one graphically dead aim is way better than survivor <laughs> uh because they're on two different systems dead aims on ps2 survivor was on uh ps1 and, uh, I mean, it, Survivor was still good for what it was, but compared to Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 and Code Veronica, no. I mean, Code Veronica was on PS2 but and Dreamcast, but it was definitely a downgrade because they wanted to do that first-person mode. Hmm. Uh, there was motion blur. I was t telling Zach that... Uh, 
certain areas and textures warped or was like a blur and I got a little motion sickness. Uh, I don't know if it was what I was playing on uh, as far as TV wise, maybe uh, might have affected me. Zach said he didn't have any effect on that. So, yeah, well, games never made me like motion sick or anything. So I don't know. I can't really, you know, attest to, you know, if there's something at play there with that or not. You're the first person I've heard of that's played that game that said they got, like, motion sickness. Yeah, I mean, obviously, again, what I was playing it on, not on a, uh, not on a traditional CRTV, because back then I played it on a CRTV and I was fine, so maybe it's just something new. Um, Gameplay-wise, what did you, did you like that they, in Dead Aim, that they pretty much had the hybrid of doing third person and then switching to uh first person um i when i first played that game because i got it when it was brand new back then um i thought it was just like a weird spin-off thing i didn't know it was like a gun con game necessarily when i bought it mm-hmm. but when I, when I first played it, i was like oh it's third person and then like i moved and then it went, and i went to aim at something or, or whatever and then it put me in first i'm like oh Oh, okay, so it's like this. It's like Survivor. And then I kept playing it. And I don't know. I just didn't really give it a second thought. I just... <laughs> I, I could definitely say that it controls better than Survivor. Mm-hmm. Survivor had the the tank controls. I mean, Dead Aim kind of has that, but you can move around uh, freely in third person compared to Survivor where you're just stuck in first person the whole time. Yeah. And it was really weird. Yeah, you really do feel like a tank when you're playing Survivor. Yeah. Um, shooting. W- w- what do you think was better? Did you like Survivor shooting, or did you like Dead Aim, or were they just pretty much the same? I like Dead Aim shooting better because it's not totally brain dead like how Survivor is. Mm-hmm. In Survivor, you just kind of just keep shooting until it dies. And yeah. There's no, there's no tactics to it or anything. Other than oh, I need to switch weapons, I need to use a shotgun real quick or something. Um, which that's fine because it's it's not exactly different from like uh, how the traditional Resident Evil games are. I mean, you pretty much just aim and shoot in those games. Mm-hmm. But um, in Dead Aim, there's a kind of a aim critical aim system at play where uh, there's like a sweet spot where you can hit zombies. It's like if you aim the reticle just right at the top of their skull. And you you fire, it'll let you know if it, it works because they fly back and hit the wall or something. <laughs> they they fly like several feet back and they're dead instantly. Especially when you have the shotgun. That's when I, uh, I I guess I hit critically because when I hit with the shotgun, a oh boy do they fly. <laughs> yeah, uh, with higher powered weapons than like the standard handgun, I think it's just always a critical hit. Um, because I tried it with different weapons and it does it produces like a similar effect. Um, but other monsters in the game too have like the same kind of thing. Like those hunters, there's there's a sweet spot to hit them. It doesn't kill them instantly, but it does like a bunch of extra damage. Mm-hmm. Like you kill them way faster that way. And I and I feel like when you're shooting at enemies in dead aim, is like the hit detection felt like you were doing something. And survive. <laughs> you just like unload on them, and then you just hope that they kneel. Or yeah, you, you pretty much just aim and fire repeatedly until they stop getting up. Yeah. There's nothing else to it, really. 
at least in Dead Aim, like you had that, you know, oh, I'm I'm actually doing something with this gun. And I, I really like that critical aim system in Dead Aim because it, it felt really rewarding when you got good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you got used to it, because like you, well, you run down these cramped hallways. And there's like a bunch of zombies. There's like five zombies. You just take a breath and kind of pow, 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 pop them off. Pretty quick succession. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the inventory system. I just want to say that Survivor has a really garbage but simple inventory system. We're just I like, don't like, yeah, I don't like how that's laid out. It's just like, here's a menu, here you go, do it. And I'm like, uh, this is really lazy. And it's super lazy. It's not even really a layout. They just have like a, a status screen. And then like when you try to find items, you just scroll through every single item you have. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's really time consuming. That's why I said it's, it's simple in a way because it's just one menu. It's not like you're going into multiple uh, sections and stuff. Like in Dead Aim, uh, I really like it. I I feel like it was like kind of transitioning into what Resident Evil 4 was going to be with their inventory system and how it is. But there was like three rows. Like you had your guns, you had your, uh, I believe, healing items. And then I think grenades? If It was uh, guns, ammo, and uh, healing and key items. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And... That was so much better than Survivor. I think they learned that, like, hey, we sucked at making that Survivor inventory system, but Dead Aim was definitely a upper on that department. Oh, yeah. Um, Puzzles-wise, what do you think of the puzzles for both games? <laughs> what puzzles? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are no puzzles in, the, in these games, uh, which... That's okay, I guess, because, I mean, Survivor anyway was supposed to be, like, straight up, this is a gun con game. Mm -hmm. So, I don't really think it'd make much sense to have puzzles in it. I mean, there's, like, times where it's, like, you get to a door, and it's, like, I don't have the key. So, you gotta go find the key. And usually it's not so simple as, oh, it's just in the next room. Sometimes it is, but not every time. Um backtracking wasn't that big of a deal at least i don't feel like it was in any of these games maybe a little bit in survivor but dead aim i didn't feel like there was a lot of backtracking no neither of them really had that much backtracking like dead aim i think has a little more because uh you're on that shit mm -hmm. uh for like really that's almost like two-thirds of the game is you being on that shit and there's areas locked and you have to like kind of progress down and find things to unlock more of the doors and go back up. Yeah. But Survivor didn't really have any backtracking at all. It was pretty much just a straight shot. Just go, go, go. And I will say this, it was kind of cool that Survivor had the branching paths. Yeah. You could like go to totally different areas and, uh, I don't know, just kind of progress through. And I think you get different guns when you do that too, when you take different routes. I guess replay value if you want to. Story-wise, I want to say Survivor was really lazy. Be like, oh, amnesia, I don't know anything. Uh, Story-wise, Survivor is amazing. Uh, yeah, Dead Aim was kind of weird. Um, but I respect that they kind of... They tried to go back to like its original uh, trope. Be like, 
umbrella's evil. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm an anti-umbrella agency kind of thing. And there's different governments trying to get this virus. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> survivors is like, I'm, I'm this guy. I don't know why everybody hates me. <laughs> well, like Survivor had like, there, there was a genuine intent to try to make like more of a story. It was specifically, it seemed like to flesh out more of like the umbrella backstory and stuff. And that's kind of touched on in the files more. Um, but it was pretty much like, yeah, you're Ark Thompson and you have amnesia. It, like it opens up amazingly. Mm-hmm. Like there's a guy hanging onto a helicopter and that guy's trying to fly away and shake him off of it. <laughs> and then he just like falls and he, it's like, ah, like, it's like a really terrible scream. It's like, <laughs> like really bad voice acting. And it, it's just insane. Like from the get go. And it made me laugh the first time I played it again. <laughs> I just like, I like the phone calls where it's just like, you're a bad person. (laughs) His mom, Vincent's mom, Vincent's like the bad guy in Survivor. Vincent's mother calls him and she's like, it's like the stereotypical old lady voice. It sounds like Aunt May or something. It's like, Vincent, it's your mother. (laughs) I haven't heard from you in several months. Oh, Vincent, why won't you just quit that horrible company and come home? It's like exactly like that mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the guy who hates you he's like a a fucking i don't know a sewer maintainer or mm-hmm. something die he's vincent die you. he's like die vincent he like really fucking hates you yeah and like, then and then you like, run into I, these kids too yeah yeah there's like these two kids they're just kids that are there One's British, and then the other one's not. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and they're brother and sister. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> uh, oh, that reminds me. When, just speaking of this branching path stuff, um, did you get trapped in a, in the sewer at some point and had to fight two alligators? No. <laughs> See, I did. Uh, that that guy, the sewer maintainer, he like, I went through a door, he locked the door on me, and he's like, <laughs> die! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, like, I laughed, and then I had to fight two alligators. <laughs> oh, man, I wish that happened to me. <laughs> it was so crazy. What happened to you? I remember, uh, you know those, like, uh, what is it? The fucking scuba diver gear people that look like monkeys? Yeah, those enemies are bullshit. You, like, kill them in two shots. They're, like, weaker than zombies. <laughs> I got, like, trapped in, like, a, like, a... A room with them and just i had to fight them off like it was so boring i that's why i said i wish i was with the alligators <laughs> that does sound kind of lame because yeah, it's like those fucking monkey scuba divers that's what i'm gonna call them by the way they make monkey when you shoot them they make a cat noise when they die yeah it's like a panther like a fucking jaguar jaguar or something it's like it's like what the fuck <laughs> It's like they couldn't find like a monkey sound, so they're just like, we're just gonna put like a, a you know, a bobcat in there. I think those are people. <sighs> like it doesn't look like it, but I'm pretty sure that they are. Were they trying to make it like they were super soldiers? Like these were hunks coming after you? Yeah, it's like you know how Umbrella's like fucking obsessed with making like the oh we gotta make the ultimate bio weapons to sell to governments to fight in wars. Uh. 
It seemed to me like, oh, this is a super soldier. It's bullshit. This guy like dies in one hit. Real people take more hits than these fucking things. Yeah, and can we can we talk about how Mr. X, like, there's a million of them and they are garbage? <laughs> that's part of the story in this game, too. That's what's, that's what's silly. They actually have an explanation for it. Like, you get, a, you get a, a point in the game where you're just like, there's a platform of them. And you're just like, oh, wow, the greatest uh, villain or enemy in Resident Evil 2 is just so useless right now. Like, I can understand maybe seeing them in, like, an umbrella laboratory and be like, all right, they're there, but they should be hard as fuck. They should be, like, you should be scared of them. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to shoot them with my... Uh, you know, handgun. <laughs> no, I'll take. I'll shoot him twenty times with my handgun, and he'll go down. He won't do anything too, because he'll just walk around in a circle repeatedly. Because I'm just that far out of his range where he can't track me. He, his pathfinding won't work to find me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just shoot him. God. <laughs> There's a, like I guess you gotta explain some of the backstory on this a little bit, just because it's it's silly, but like. I'll, they, I'll let you take care oh, of it because you probably say it better than me. I, I think I remembered it better. I don't maybe I don't know. It's, it was it was striking because of its ridiculousness. <laughs> but like so, the part of the plot in this game is this this Vincent guy. He runs this the Umbrella Corporation uh-huh. branch on this island that you're on, Sheena Island. And apparently, what they do is they kidnap children from around the world from different countries <laughs> and they bring them to this facility and keep them here against their will like they're in prison oh. and they experiment on them and then like just to make them not feel like total shit and after hours they take them to like clubs and stuff <laughs> this is this is really stuff that's in the notes in these games <laughs> in this game I mean excuse me but like, uh, and apparently the whole deal is they're using the children to extract some kind of uh, chemical that's produced in the brain, like right before they die, and it's part of what determines whether or not somebody becomes a tyrant. Apparently, <laughs> so they're they're kidnapping children to make tyrants, and that's why there's so many tyrants or Mister X's or whatever, and that's. And to me, that's why they all suck, is because they're kids. They're not, like, adults. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's, like, one tyrant you fight at the end that's, like, a, almost a legit tyrant, but he's, like, short. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, I don't know, like, he looks, like, average size, but it's a, supposed to be a tyrant. And I don't know. It's I thought that was, like, fucking silly. <laughs> uh, the whole story is silly. And, like, what's great about the story is that it's so lazy and so out there that it, it it's literally like a bad movie that's good. Like, yes. if I had to choose between what story I like more, it's Survivor. Because I I know that I'm going to get get fucking craziness. I'm going to get, uh, you know, the Resident Evil theme in there. And just bad acting. 100% agree. I, I like this better. I, I'll go as far as to say, like... You know, you can like watch movies that are so bad they're good and stuff, and that, that's like that's been a thing now for several years. People recognize that now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, but I don't think anything like that's happened in games yet. But I'm gonna say this is the first game I recognize as a so bad it's good game. Yeah, 
because from a gameplay standpoint, it's subpar as hell. It's like it's below average. There's mm. a lot of problems. There's AI problems. It's it controls poorly. Uh, in execution, the story is like not great. It's too ridiculous for Resident Evil. <laughs> and the voice acting goes back to a point to where it's Resident Evil One bad. Oh yeah, in both games, by the way. I I can't. I'll get to that one in a minute with that aim. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like in this one, it's got like all that stuff working against it and for it. The only thing I thought was legitimately good about this game, and you kind of ragged on it a little bit, was I thought the graphically this game was really impressive for PS One. Because when it came out, like you know, like the, the it runs pretty good and. There's like, you know, there's actual like lighting and stuff, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look great, but you know, great 3D is not the PS One strong suit necessarily. Yeah, and I felt like Dead Aim obviously because it was on PS Two uh, wins that in that graphic department obviously. See, I thought that game looked mediocre from a graphical standpoint, considering when it came out. Compared to Survivor? No, just in, like... In general? I'm talking about, like, like, take that game and think about it in the context of, like, on that system only. Like, Survivor on PS1 looks good for a PS1 game. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, Dead Aim on PS2 in 2003, that looks like a subpar game. It looks like low production value. I think what I liked about Dead Aim a little... A little more on graphics side is that it had that silent hill kind of graphics to it i don't know if you got that vibe from it like it kind of but then like if you go go look at screenshots of like silent hill two or three and they blow that game out of the water oh yeah i mean i think the third person part of it of dead aim is what makes it good that you could actually see environments better i don't know yeah, I mean it's 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 all right. I'm not saying it's like bad. It's just to me it, it felt like below average. Like at that point, I had played PS2 games that came out two years before it that looked better than that game. Mm-hmm. You know, but that main character, no, uh, though, uh, I always fuck up the last name McGiver. <laughs> Brian. You should have just called him McGruber, like what we were talking about. Yeah, Brian McGruber. Remember McGruber? Nobody fucking remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, but, uh, then they McGivern. had... Yeah, they, then they had to put, like, a Ada Wong lookalike in this game, too. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird, yeah, because, like, it's like... I think Ada is just Chinese-American. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, because she speaks with, like, a straight-up... Oh, well, she's got a Ameri- very strong American accent. Her pronunciation's, like, dead-on, etc. But, like... This Fong Ling, that's her name. Yeah. She's straight up from China. She's a Chinese agent that they sent in against this Morpheus Duval guy who is not affiliated with Umbrella. He used to work at Umbrella, but he left because he was disgraced, and that gets into story shit. Yeah, and this has like a The Rock, the movie uh, vibe to it, where he's gonna take these fucking viruses and put them in the missile and shoot it at China and America. So he can make his beautiful kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like The Rock, in a way. <laughs> it's, 
to me it was like that ridiculous ass it's it's like that ridiculous ass anime like japanese trope that's in like anime and like video games like rpg specifically mm-hmm. where like the villain is insane and his whole like philosophy is the world is fucked i must destroy the world to recreate it and make it better so let's put it this way survivor was something like uh memento and, and then you have uh, Dead Aim. Which... Wow, you compared that to Memento. That's funny. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> and then you have Dead Aim, which is like a an in between of like The Rock and Speed Two. <laughs> Speed Two. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard anybody say anything about Speed Two in like fucking forever. Yeah, fucking. Are you just waiting for like William Dafoe to fucking come out of nowhere? It would have made the game better. Yeah. If you could understand what he's saying. <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, no, did you did you have an issue like with the um the sound like the voice acting in the game? Like it's not I can't Oh yeah, the, the, the quality of the recording of it is horrible. The recording is terrible and if you could put subtitles on it, it doesn't match what the subtitles are saying. <laughs> no, because I was like what the fuck? I can't understand what they're saying. God, this is shit. So I turned on subtitles. When I turn on subtitles, it doesn't even match. Mhm. <laughs> What the fuck was the point of subtitles then? Yeah, so like, the, and it was cheesy acting. Like the the, the whole MacGruber and uh, I'm I'm gonna call her Ada Wong, Ada Wong two, Ada uh, Wong Clat Light. Yeah, like that whole back and forth. I was like, I get it. This is just Leon and Ada before Resident Evil Four. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, uh, Morpheus and whatever uh, fucking weird villain. He's a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like the story. Like, The Rock is a good movie. Speed 2 is a mediocre movie. Not as good as 1. <laughs> but way better than Dead Aim. Um, I just didn't care for any of the characters at all. I cared about Vincent more because I was like, man, is Vincent a bad guy? Why are people shooting at him? Why are there kids here? You mean Ark? Yeah, yeah. You called Ark Vincent? See, you're getting amnesia too. (laughs) But but no, like, okay, so I I like the story for Survivor for like, you know, so bad's good reasons. Mm -hmm. But I actually think this is in Dead Aim, a solid Resident Evil story. It feels like part of Resident Evil. And but... Ha- oh, what, what were you going to say? Uh, and it had to end in, like, Umbrella Corporation area. Like, <laughs> it was so... Yeah, kind of weird factory. So thing. generic. <laughs> but, like, it's like they, the boat crashed, and it went to, like, an old factory that just happened to be an old umbrella factory and then you went further down below to like a missile facility <laughs> that Morpheus built while he was in umbrella apparently unauthorized he built this facility <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the story of dead aim i i think it feels like uh like a resident evil story like legitimately but it's hard to tell what's happening when you can't understand the voice acting because the quality sounds like it was, it sounds like it was recorded in a bathroom. <laughs> yes. Like the acoustics are fucking awful. I, I, I don't think they had money in that or they're just like, fuck it. Just release it. 
and then like then you try to turn on the subtitles and it doesn't match and my only guess to that is that they just went off of the script directly for the subtitles because they couldn't understand anybody when they were listening (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a shit show and then top that off like the the sound like another thing about the sound was i don't know if you really i I really like to listen to video game music Mm -hmm. like when i'm playing if a tune catches my ear it's oh yeah like i'll remember that and i'll listen to it later or something or it stays with me yeah i like video game music a lot but when i was playing this game i noticed the music in this has almost no effort put into it there was i can make better music than this easily without trying there was some synth synth uh, waves happening in that game where I was just like, this is this is like weird. Yeah, there was a single synth wave, and then for like four seconds, and it got looped. <laughs> That's what it was. This whole soundtrack is made up of like four second loops. I I, I listened because like I would stop and I would be like, okay, and I listen to that track, and I'm like, oh my god, it's looping. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a handful of seconds of a loop and I would do it again and again and again on different tracks they all loop I, it's like sad <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if I had to choose the story like again Survivor hands down I would I would watch that movie if it was a movie <laughs> I went on this big ass tangent talking about how much I hate the sound in this game and I didn't really talk about the story is I'll try to sum it up real quick if you'll allow it. Yeah, go 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 ahead. Okay, so Bruce McGruber or McGivern is a U.S. agent sent to stop this Morpheus Duval guy who is a disgraced umbrella employee. Apparently, he was like somehow in charge of like the um, di- division division or region that Raccoon City was a part of, and in the files they blame him for the incident. Hmm. Um, this game is not canon, I suppose, because they in Zero, they don't mention that shit. And as far as I know, this game was never recognized as canon. Unlike Survivor. <laughs> so let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, so he, get, he goes insane and uh, years later he gets his revenge by raiding a facility in France off screen, off camera, before the story starts. And he gets like T-virus samples. And he's going to unleash them, like what you said. He's going to shoot missiles and he's going to create his beautiful kingdom for beautiful creatures, such as himself. <laughs> Which he t- the Groover's there to stop him. And so is this Fong Ling. And it's just a bunch of shenanigans on the boat. The boat is also an Umbrella Corporation cruise liner for like employees, apparently. So we had Resident Evil Zero, which had a train, and now we have Resident Evil Dead Aim on a fucking ship. The only thing we never got was Resident Evil on a plane. Resident Evil 8 on a plane. Do it. I mean, I think in one of the original incarnations of 4, it was supposed to be on an airship at first for a while. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, to me, that's that's a Zeppelin, I guess. Um, it, but that got scrapped, so I don't know. We missed our Resident Evil on the plane thing. Just make, just make Con Air Resident Evil movie. <laughs> God, make it Resident Evil Gun Survivor Five. <laughs> In PS PlayStation VR. 
Yeah, but those are the story. I mean, difference-wise is that the gameplay was a little bit more better. <laughs> like, yeah. there is no groundbreaking about this in any fashion or way. It just, they started with Survivor 1 and they just kind of went with it. And it was kind of like an upgrade from there. What, what I think is really funny about both of these games is that, to me, the, the qualities of them, good and bad, flip-flop between the two of them when you compare them together. Mm -hmm. It's like Resident Evil Survivor has, like, really good production values, and, like, it has a, a soundtrack where somebody tried, and the voice acting is horrible, but they recorded it decently, and you can understand it. Uh, but the gameplay is not really that good. So, flip that with Dead Aim. The gameplay is pretty pretty solid. It's it's fun, I think. Mm -hmm. And the production quality is bad in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like weird. And oh my god, um, I think we already touched up on it, but the voice acting on both of them was like, with, with Survivor, it was so bad it was good. And Dead Aim. It was like a return to form. Yeah. <laughs> In Dead Aim, it was more of, what? Can't hear you. <laughs> I can't understand you. Which, by the way, I gotta say something about that. The guy that plays Bruce McGivern, like, his whole thing is he's supposed to be, like, a southern guy. Mm -hmm. If you could tell that, like, I'm sure you could hear it. He, somebody's trying to do a southern accent. Yeah, and when, you know, the intro, when you, like, read up on uh, what's going on, I heard, like, the, the country to it, and, like... You know, umbrella and doing this, and I'm like, he's uh, got, he's got the twang. But okay, get this: who do you think is voice acting that character? Like, just just guess. Like, in terms of nationality, like I don't know, like ethnicity, guess. Um, I want to say Asian Canadian. <laughs> you are close, but. It's a Canadian Indian who plays an American Southerner. <laughs> and his name is Raj Ramaya. Raj Ramaya. God, what a name. Because <laughs> when I was when I finished the game, the credits rolled by, it showed like the voice cast, and it was like Bruce McGruber, Raj Ramaya. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I know there's Indian American people that still have like really Indian names and stuff. But I'm like, okay, so, like, I went to, like, look the cast up, like, all of them. Yeah. And this guy is, like, he straight up is, he looks Indian. And he's Canadian. <laughs> so. I'm glad I got the Canadian I, right. <laughs> like, a guy from Canada tried to play a Southerner, and, like, it wasn't good. Oh, yeah, it was definitely terrible. So, uh, let's move on to the meaty flesh of the this podcast here. We we, we kind of talked about the different versions of it. We had Gun Survivor, and then you had Gun Survivor Code Veronica 2. And then you had the... What was the Dino Crisis one called? Dino... Uh, Dino Stalker. Dino Stalker. That was kind of like a, a mix between of Dino Crisis and Resident Evil. And then you had uh, Dead Aim, pretty much. And those were the different versions. Uh... If I remember correctly, like, correctly, uh, Survivor didn't go on PC. There was a PC port, but it never came out in America or Europe. 
apparently it's like a weird Chinese version. Hmm. It doesn't run good. It's not stable, as all things in terms of software are from the Chinese. Just saying. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, let's talk about bonus modes and unlockables. Were there any? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, when you play Survivor, you can, like, unlock all the guns from, like, each alternate path. And then, like, you get to keep all your ammo and stuff and use all of the guns. So that's like a new game plus, kind of. I guess. <laughs> and Dead Aim didn't have anything other than once you beat the game, you can choose to just play the whole game as, <clears throat> excuse me, Fong Ling if you want. But it doesn't change any of the cutscenes or anything. No. So it's just like whatever. You're just playing as the girl more now. Yeah, so that's not good. Um,. Were there any good stories or journals or diaries that you liked of both games? Uh, yeah, I like the the journals in Survivor. Where like everybody's talking about how much of a psycho Vincent is, <laughs> and like how they're scared of working for him, and like how he he likes to shoot children. Don't be <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking nuts. Like honestly. Um. With me, uh, on a survivor side, I, it, I like how the phone call with the grandma. I like the crazy, the crazy guy that wants to kill him. Um, those are my favorite parts. The whole shooting and so like I, the shooting in the gameplay is what made me want to quickly get past that part to get to the cutscenes. Like that was my thing in that game. It was like I didn't care for the gameplay at all i was like man if i beat this i want to know what's ha what's gonna happen next as yeah. as far as story but journals which you know survivor was more interesting i didn't read all of them like you did um <laughs> with the shooting of the kids and stuff which is funny <laughs> you should have because i was like damn this gets this kind of hardcore mm-hmm uh Dead Aim's files were interesting a little bit too, mostly because they they I think they do a better job of trying to fill in that umbrella backstory more. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, me personally, I like the idea that <clears throat> the Raccoon City incident was just caused by incompetence, rather than this guy that they assassinated in like 1989 who was a researcher died and they threw him into a sewer drain and he fell in the sewer and then leeches infested his body and revived him caused the accident nine years later yeah that that's amazing <laughs> that's fucking retarded <laughs> i'm sorry if you like resident Evil zero i'm sorry but that's that's stupid <laughs> um as far as Dead Aim, uh, what I really liked about Dead Aim was, was the whole ship portion of it. Uh, I like how it was eerie, uh, how, like, when you first start the game, all the zombies were just, like, on the floor, and you walk around. And then, obviously, you get to a portion of it where, you know, they decide to get up, and that's when it starts to ramp up, in a way. Uh, that's what I really liked about it. Um, yeah, I like that part, too. Mm-hmm. Other than that... Uh, what about any personal stories for any of these games? Uh, I remember like way back when, I, I think yeah it was it was two thousand one or so. 
I rented Dead, not Dead Aim, uh, Survivor for PS1, and I was like, oh, cool, this is like in first person, I'll try it out, you know, and I played it, and uh, I like died at some point, mm-hmm. and then I had to like start the game over, and I couldn't understand that, because, <laughs> because at that at that point in time, like saving your game was like normal, you know? Uh-huh. It's not like how now we're like there's auto saves everywhere and you're pretty safe if you die it puts you back to a checkpoint. There's there weren't really checkpoints back then other than the spot where it lets you save your game. Yeah. Um but it was just like after I did that I'm like what the hell? I have to start all over? And I'm like was there not a typewriter anywhere? Like can you not save in this game? Like that puzzled me for like years. <laughs> and then I found out no, you actually don't save in this game at all, pretty much, and, uh, until after you beat it. And then if you die, it gives you the option to save. And I think that's why it confused me. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and all, all it does is just it saves all the equipment and you died, and then you just start over with it. And it's like, well, that's not what I thought was going to happen. What the fuck? Yeah, because I remember, because me, me and my friends, we got it from Blockbuster. And, uh... We played the game, and then we shot it off to go play wiffle ball outside. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because we thought, because uh, I don't know what it was, because we didn't find any typewriter, so we were just like, maybe it auto saves in some way. Like auto save was still kind of new in some games, yeah. but but like. We're just like, all right, maybe if we turn it back on, <laughs> we'll be at the same spot again. And when we turned when we turned it on again, it just all our progress was gone. I guess the consolation here is that the game's only like three or four hours long. Mm-hmm. You can beat it in one sitting very easily. You can do it for both of these. I think Dead Aim is actually a little bit shorter than Survivor. Yeah, but it actually allows you to save at a typewriter. At least. Mm-hmm. And I mean Survivor you could pretty much do a quick run and but it was still a little bit longer than Dead Aim. Yeah. Then, uh, I guess for Dead Aim I don't really have any personal stories. It, Dead Aim I really didn't play it until like two thousand ten. Um and I quickly played it and then I played it again uh for for this podcast. Uh, didn't really have a personal story for that, but for Survivor, um, again, just based off of me getting it from Blockbuster, uh, we had a light gun. And we we knew, because we played a little time crisis at like movie theaters and all that stuff, but they're just those shooting games. Uh, we were just like, let's see if it works. And we hooked it up and it worked. And we don't, I mean, obviously not knowing that the Columbine thing, they took it out and we we were, we played it. And reading up on it now kind of makes me think that maybe Blockbuster has got an early version of it. That uh, before they, I guess, patched it in some way. I mean, I don't know. You can't patch a PS1 game unless you get another CD. So maybe we had like early CDs. Didn't you say that copy had Japanese in it? No, no. I said it didn't have Japanese in it. Oh, okay, okay. I misunderstood. I mean, maybe I, I got a Europe European version, but I don't know. 
I think it's more like what what I said earlier. It's probably like a first wave copy before that they were like, oh shit, uh, I guess we should take out light gun support because the media is freaking out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's my personal story. I mean, even back then I, we were laughing at the, the voice acting because in a way Code Veronica got a little bit better and 3 was a little better on voice acting and then it just went downhill again. <laughs> <laughs> into Survivor and I just remember us having a blast playing it because it was just fun and you know it, it, this was before the, the movie The Room so like <laughs> having those like bad acting uh, bad movies weren't a big thing back then well at least in my mind as a kid I mean we probably no. Yeah, if you were into that kind of stuff back then, it was like super cult. Mm -hmm. Like, there definitely was a group of people that enjoyed watching bad movies, but like, but the internet was still pretty young. And I mean, other than like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, or like TNT Monster Vision or something like that, that, that kind of stuff wasn't really like widespread yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the personal stories. Um, let's go into a little bit of lightning round. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess who do you prefer to play as? <laughs> the, the art or uh, um, MacGruber? <laughs> art and MacGruber. Um, I'm going to go with MacGruber mm -hmm. because he's like great value Leon, basically. I like playing art because it's funny. <laughs> he's funny. He's like, I still can't get over some of his fucking lines. Like when he, he finds like that, that the, the fucking, I, I keep wanting to call him the janitor, but he's like, the, he's like this sewer worker or some shit. <laughs> he finds the janitor's fucking diary and he's like shocked. He's like, am I Vincent? <laughs> no, it can't be. Yeah. It, I just loved him. Uh, MacGruber, I was just like, all right, I get it. You hate Umbrella. You want to get this virus. Cool. Oh, you, you hate you hate this Adelwan girl, but she's Dude, sexy. There's so many parallels. I don't really think she was that sexy. I thought she looked kind of like a five. Oh, no, I know I know that. He doesn't know that. Well, he does, yeah, he doesn't know. He thinks she's fucking awesome. Yeah. But like, not like I got room to talk or anything, but I'm just saying, those are facts. <laughs> but, uh, like it's so weird how that game has so many parallels with four and like that's one of them where like this guy is just, that that kind of role goes to leon where he becomes like a government agent mm -hmm. and he's like globe trotting looking for this shit now and, and that... this guy is just he's just the walmart brand leon <laughs> and that's just really funny to me all right who is your favorite boss out of uh bulk games Morpheus. <laughs> if I gotta explain it, I will. Uh, go ahead. I want to hear your explanation. Okay, so in Survivor, like to me, there wasn't really any bosses that stood out other than that tyrant at the end, which was the only time the game got challenging. But it was also funny because when you killed him the first time, he transformed. Then he looked like a an ape or something. <laughs> 
he like his mouth would hang open the whole time and stuff. It was like weird, but it was it just made me laugh more than anything. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll do what? No, 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 go ahead. Oh, okay, <laughs> like there's different bosses in Dead Ave though. There's like this, uh, this, some kind of weird like bug creature, and then there's like a a giant fat monstrous corpulent monster <laughs> yeah. that, that can only like hear you yeah and uh but then there's morpheus and morpheus like i said is the main bad guy what happens is like in the beginning they're they're having a face off him and, and mcgruber and he has him at gunpoint and he's like he takes his gun away from him or some shit he's like american guns are so ugly <laughs> and he's like holding a revolver and shit i shit you not that's what he says it's like they played Metal Gear, and they're just like, yeah. this gun is the greatest gun. <laughs> this is the single greatest handgun ever made. The Colt single action army. Six bullets, more than enough to kill anything that moves. <laughs> Shit like that. But no. Um, he's, he, yeah, and then like Fong Ling shows up, and she just throws a fucking grenade down there at him. Mm -hmm. And she, she doesn't even give a fuck about the other guy, which is kind of funny. Because I, because I, I don't think she likes him. I, I mean, they kind of do. Uh, whatever. There's, I don't know. There's, there's, there's international tension between China and America. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, maybe it's that. But the, the, it blows up. Morpheus doesn't really get away. It fucked up by the grenade. So he goes away, and then he injects himself with T virus shit. And what happens is like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a video. He, when you see him again, he's turned into a tyrant kind of creature, but he's different now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he has like, it's like he grew two feet taller, but his face and his body shape is more like a woman now. Mm -hmm. And he has like breasts or things that look like breasts. <laughs> yep. And then to top all that off, he, he his feet grew like he has like ingrown high heel shoes for feet now and they went as far to make sure that you hear the clack 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 of like a high heel when she, when he walks and it looks like a electrical fish like some yeah sort of if it was like an electrical evil fish lady it almost sounds like a fucking aquaman villain <laughs> yeah but i saw that and i was like what the fuck what happened to him is he a woman now did he transition? Probably. And I, that's what I, that's what I went with. Like I didn't really trans was like back in like 2003 because I mean, I guess back then that people called that a transvestite and shit, and that's offensive now or something. <laughs> I don't I don't honestly know, but but like I was like, what the fuck happened? And so like from now on, I just refer to Morpheus as like the first trans villain in a video game. Oh, we are. Every, in... every time I fight him, it makes me laugh. Oh, we are in Pride Month, so. <laughs> That's Gay Pride Month, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's mixed in there. LGBTQ, uh, XYZ, whatever. You forgot the plus, you fucking bigot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I would have to agree. Like, the villain. Uh, the boss battle that stood out to me was Morpheus out of both games. I mean, the Tyrant in Survivor was like Resident Evil 1, just 
<laughs> he just like gets steroid out at the end, pretty much. Uh, I just everything was lazy about Survivor, but Dead Aim, I felt like they put thought into their enemies. <laughs> yeah, they actually, I mean, tried more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about this, but if, uh, what was your favorite part of the game? Well, um, I liked running through the town and stuff in Survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, no, there, there is, a, I do have a specific spot that in Survivor that I really like. And it's, like, one of the very first areas you go to. What it's is like, it? You know, like, he gets out of the helicopter crash and shit, and he walks down that street, and you kill, like, your first zombie. And he turns around, and then it pretty much lays out those three branching paths you go. <laughs> so, the first time I played this again, I went right, and I opened the door, and I'm like, I'm in a church. And then up in, like, the pulpit, there's a giant umbrella logo and shit. And I lost my shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? This is a church of umbrella? <laughs> it's like, this. It's like I understand Apple has, like, a reputation for, like, developing this weird corporate dogma that everybody buys into, and it turns into, like, a weird cult or some shit. But I guess Umbrella was doing that, too, before Apple did. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It made me laugh. Yeah. My, what, about you? what about you for Survivor? You got a favorite spot in there? Um, the die of Vincent die. Every time that, um, when you, you know, the, that long hallway with the tyrant walking towards you, I thought that was the, I thought that was pretty interesting. And just the whole laboratory section was pretty good. Yeah. That was a pretty good spot there. And then, I guess as for Dead Aim, it's like, yeah, I like the, the cruise ship part mm. uh, pretty well. I did not like the Umbrella Factory thing that they decided to show up on out of everywhere. I mean, I guess because they were like a Umbrella ship, I guess they had to go there or they were... Who was controlling the ship, by the way? Was it Morpheus? Yeah, it was Morpheus. Okay. I guess he was trying to get to his missile facility. Is the whole reason why they went where they went. Yeah. Uh, with that aim, I just like, again, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record, just the beginning part because, like, you're on a ship and there's, like, dead people everywhere. And then these dead people start waking up and then hell breaks loose. And then, you know, you, you meet Ada Wong, too. And, uh. And Mc... Great value, Ada Wong. Yeah. And then Morpheus. <laughs> Great value, Wesker, now. Fucking... I will say this, like, oh, what were you gonna say real quick? I was say fucking Morpheus. Like, they couldn't come up with a better name. It's like they watched Matrix and they were just like, "What do we? What do we call him? We'll call him Morpheus." That's such a cool name, though, Morpheus. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, but, got... uh, I, I was just gonna say real quick, like the the boat has like a novelty to it because uh, I don't know back then it's like it was pretty standard. I mean, well, not standard, but it's like you know, Resident Evil One, you had a mansion. In Resident Evil 2, you have, like, a police station and shit. <laughs> In Resident Evil 3, you, you go all through the city, so it's all different. In Kovaraka, you're on an island, and then you're in Antarctica. <laughs> this game is like, oh, you're on a ship now. But it's not the first Resident Evil game to take place on a ship. It got beat by Resident Evil Gaiden. Yeah. 
The not it is also a non-canon game. <laughs> I, that's what I like about Resident is that Umbrella was global, so like you could literally go anywhere with this. You could really, yeah. I wish they went to Japan <laughs> instead of instead of like the movie. I don't want to talk about the movie. <laughs> it's days coming. I I hope Resident Evil Eight or maybe a future Resident Evil will be based in Japan somehow. That would be cool. They've kind of went everywhere but Japan at this point. Mm-hmm. Like really, they have. It's like you had. Uh, there's several incidents that take place in America. They went to Antarctica. They went to Europe a few times. Then there was Africa in five. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they do Russia? Yes, there was a, a part in Umbrella Chronicles um, on Wii. Oh. Where they go to like a Russian facility. And that's supposed to be like the operation that like ends Umbrella, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of underwhelming. Um, and they've been to China. or It's China or it's Hong Kong or something in six. Um, uh, and th- South America, too. There was no uh, storyline in any of these games and books where, you know, the world decided to go all desert, right? Just like the movie. <laughs> no, that was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the T-virus destroyed the Earth's water supply. How? <laughs> that's not how viruses work what the fuck <laughs> god fucking movie I hate that movie Three, three was gar- 2 was the best movie oh my god no cause 2 had like well I don't know at the same time it's funny it had that really shitty nemesis in it oh the rubber nemesis <laughs> that was like nemesis runs all fast and shit and like fucking football tackles you and, and jumps and this nemesis looks like he could barely walk it looks like he's fucking crippled like he has polio <laughs> or some shit I like, I liked Resident Evil One because Resident Evil One was like a mixture of the mansion with like laboratory shit going on. So I don't know. I had a good start. That movie was actually all right. I never did. I never disliked that movie. I thought because you know back then, even up to that point, you knew like when they adapted video games to movies, they always played with it like quite a bit and changed it. You know. Mm-hmm. and like so i was used to that so like when i saw that movie i'm like well i didn't there were none of the characters from the games in it but it, yeah there were things in it that reminded me of resi kind of cool it was kind of fun to watch it was harmless <laughs> <laughs> if only we knew what would end up happening later oh god <laughs> now that, now she's making a monster hunter fucking movie just stop it that's so weird like why is paul ws anderson directing it yes what the fuck why are they still working together like the whole thing with that was like they were they got married at some point because he became infatuated with her like after that first movie and he got they married and then i think the whole deal was he kept wanting to make these movies and have her be the star in it because he fucking loved her so much i suppose and then they got divorced at some point between like the last one and the one before it. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are they still working together? I don't know. <laughs> don't you guys hate each other? You got divorced. Guess they want to make more shitty fucking video game movies. 
I think it's Milly Jovovich can't find work anywhere else, and neither can he. So they're stuck together. They're married through like their fucking profession. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get away from shitty movies and uh... <laughs> off on this tangent. We're like going on all these tangents because there's not much to talk about with these games. Yeah, it was, they were good, but they were just like n nothing. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, favorite weapons? I'm I'm just gonna say both of them shotguns. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the shotguns are nice, but I really like the Magnum in Survivor. Mm -hmm. Just just because I'm I'm kind of a gun guy, and it's like a classic like Smith and Wesson like Magnum revolver. And it just looks fucking. That's the only reason. Yep. And uh, what I liked about, like, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, and 4 is, like, when you're in third person, you see the weapon. Obviously, when you see a Magnum and you see that thing, like, kick, it's amazing. Just in this game, you don't really see the kick. You just see them fucking, <laughs> the enemies flying back. And I thought the shotgun was a little bit more better, in my, opin my opinion. Yeah, in Survivor, the Magnum didn't really much uh, mm -hmm. feedback, but in Dead Aim, it, it did. Well, I believe it. The screen shook and shit, and then it, like, fucked enemies up. Fucked those enemies. Fucked them up. <laughs> what is your best rank for both of them? Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. <laughs> I get I, it. I just, was there a ranking in Survivor? I didn't think there was. No, it was just, like, time. Win. Yeah. Literally, if we had to put a, a letter on it, I think mean you would get A's because of how quick this game is compared to yeah all right we're gonna before we do our ranking and final countdown uh we're quickly gonna mention the outbreak games uh when it came out in ps2 uh this was like a co-op online game uh how can i put this it's kind of like left for dead just without the horde uh, you have four characters, and if you don't play it online, it's you plus three AI people. And the AI in this game is fucking retarded. Uh, to the point where the items that they pick up, you can't transfer any items. So, like, for example, uh, one of my guys had, he picked up two shotguns, but he didn't pick up the ammo. And I I picked up the ammo, so I had to wait for my character to die to get uh, one of the shotguns, so that I could be the boss, pretty much. So, like you said, you played it online before, right? Like mm. way back in the day. Yeah. Could you trade items with people? Uh. I, I feel like you could, but like I never really got to play it. I think there was a like. A computer console that you can go to or like a crate that you would have to put it in the crate and then you would have to pick it up that's so shitty they should just let you trade them on the fly yeah and this isn't your typical resident evil game where uh you know you have a beginning or end they were split up into scenarios so you would do like a level and then you would do whatever goals you had to do and then you would finish with that uh certain the each one had different uh things and they had side stories too if i remember i think it was 
Outbreak 1 or Outbreak 2, but they kind of do like a side story of the Resident Evil 2 precinct and like why there was a uh, statue that if you put uh, a little medallion in uh, would have like a secret entrance pretty much. Yeah, and that's something they carried over into uh, Resident Evil 2's remake. They went with what happened in Outbreak in terms of what that statue does, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, so, like, you had, like, Outbreak was the game journal's uh, game, kind of. Like, it didn't have, like, a main story, but, like, each scenario had, a, like, its own game journal you you would play, which was pretty neat. Uh, and it was funny because if you're a player and you died, meaning you get bit by a zombie, you turn into a zombie and you can kill your... Uh, your teammates. <laughs> yeah, you could, like, control yourself as a zombie. Mm -hmm. But recently, I played it for this podcast, and I had a terrible time. I couldn't get past the, uh, I think it was, like, the second scenario, uh, because the AI is so bad, and it was so frustrating. But you said you never played the um, uh, Outbreaks, or? Uh, I did. I played File 1. Uh, because I I bought it and I didn't realize it was like an online game, mm -hmm. and and that that's back like when it was new and I was like a dumb kid. So and you're probably like, this is garbage. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It was like, this is oh, why is this? Why is all my inventory shrunk down so much? And I was like, whatever. I still tried to play it, and I did. I got through like the first uh, scenario or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I thought that shootout at the end was cool, where, like, you're in the street, and there's, like, that horde of zombies, and you just have to, like, hold them off. I thought that was, like... Yeah, the the shooty part of this game was really good. That's why I said it has, like, a Left for Dead kind of feel, because you have that four-team, four-player team, uh, and then zon it, it's, like, there was no big horde, but there was, like, enough to be, like, I need to get away now because of these yeah. zombies. Uh, like, I never got to play it how it was intended to be. Yeah, I uh, I played it. Um, there was uh, how we uh, communicated was with keyboard. By the way, you would do like a chat. There was no voice unless you wanted to go on Teamspeak or Ventrilo uh, on your computer because they didn't have they didn't have. Should exist in two thousand like three. <laughs> I had something, but uh, there was only like one person that I played with. I, I even had like ICQ. <laughs> ICQ had voice at some point, I believe. Huh. Uh, I remembered you had to, I think, communicate with like emotes in that game. Emotes, and then there was like a, a patch where you could use your keyboard, and there was like a little chat room. That was smart because I, when I like learned more about how that game worked, I was like, why did they make it like this? Mm -hmm. Because like I don't know, like I've been gaming on a computer online at that point like for a few years and i'm just like why would you ever want to play a game like this yeah and then like I think this was like pre-socom so like socom didn't come out yet where you could have like a headset yeah and that's back when like the playstation the ps2 it had online functionality but it was really weird and spotty in terms of like the it was a game-to-game -game basis like how it was yeah and this is like early when xbox started coming out with their xbox live thing and Sony was kind of scrambling to find games that they can make online. 
and I think, you know, Outbreak was one of them. <laughs> yeah, like, even back in those days when, like, Xbox Live was pretty uniform in terms of how it worked, mm-hmm. which was, like, really a big deal. It changed everything. That's how we have everything we have now is because of that. Yep. Online gaming. Yep, but that's uh, the outbreaks. Uh, it's just, it was a quick side story. Nothing too special. But it was fun to play back then. I, I will say this real quick about Outbreak. Um, there, People have figured out a way to be able to play online with other people via emulators on that game. Mm-hmm. And like in today's environment, it's more conducive to kind of play that game now because if you if you get enough people together say i want to play outbreak on emulator with you guys and you help them all figure out how to make it work properly mm-hmm. and you get on your computer and you get in your whatever voice chat it could be even discord i suppose discord or skype yeah and you could all play that game with voice chat and it makes it way better mm-hmm. back so then i'd like i'd like to try that sometime with people like i don't know maybe we'll try it <laughs> I want to do the online thing. That the game was so good online. Yeah. All right, let's get into our final countdown. So how we're gonna do this is we're gonna to mesh together uh, Survivor and Dead Aim since they were part of the Survivor uh, series, not not WWF Survivor series, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zach, where do you rank these games? I'm gonna put these games at number third. Wait, we got we have fifteen now, right? Fourteen. We're still 14. at fourteen. Okay, I'm gonna put this at thirteen. All right, so you got at thirteen. Um, to kind of go backtrack, you have Resident Evil One remake uh, at number one. Two is two remake. Three is 1998. Two, uh, four is Resident Evil Three. Five is Resident Evil One. And then Code Veronica at number seven, zero at eight, and now 13 is uh, Survivor and Dead Aim. Yes. Me, um, for now, this could change. Uh, I have it at number nine on my list. So at number one, I have Resident Evil 3. Number two, I have Resident Evil 2 Remake. At number three, I have Resident Evil 2 1998. At 5, I have Resident Evil 1. At 6, I have Resident Evil 1 Remastered. At 7 is Resident Evil 0. 8 is Resident Evil Code Veronica. And at number 9 is Dead Aim and Survivor. That's really interesting. You put yours, like, way higher than I did. Well, when we get into 5 and 6, I think things are going to change. 4 is obviously going to go a little higher. And then seven, when we get up to seven and revelation, fuck it. I'm not saying that word ever again. Revelation. There you go. I don't know what revelations is. I don't know what I'm saying. But those games, I feel like, are going to go above Survivor and Dead Aim. I just need to refresh my minds on those games. Yeah, same here. Um, But that's the bad episode, guys. Uh. I, the reason why I named it the bad episode is because these games are not really m- mentioned a lot. Uh, no. You know, 
not a lot of people played this game besides me and Zach and every other hardcore Resident Evil fan out there. You know, people played their Resident Evil 1, their 2, their 3, maybe some played Code Veronica, but then people took a break until pretty much 4 came out. And then four, four is when, <laughs> four is when everybody decided to start to play, and then five were people were like, "What the fuck is this?" And then six is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, four is gonna be interesting, I think. Mhm. Well, I can't wait till five and six. I think those are gonna be funny. Yeah, I don't know. You might change your mind a little bit though, playing them. Because I, I did. I mean, at least five, anyway. I changed my mind after I played it again. Mm-hmm. It's not... I still don't prefer it, definitely, to any of, like, the classic games or anything like that, or four. It's still nowhere near as good as four. Mm-hmm. But I kind of accept it for what it is. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Um, we are going to be taking, like, a few weeks off on uh, doing podcasting because we have to play... Resident Evil 4, and that's a huge game uh, because of the expansions, not the expansions, the uh, side missions and stuff, like the Ada mission. Uh, it just, that game is huge. Big game. Yeah, so we're going to need a lot of time, and we're also going to be having a special guest. Our friend Andy is going to be joining us and uh, discussing about this game. Yep, so it'll be like a bedlam. It'll be crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get into our action. Uh, I think I called it the action pact of the Resident Evil games. Yeah. And so uh, get ready because we're going away from Survivor uh, horror into action thriller uh, games. So, yep. Until next time, everybody. Uh, if you want to catch the Nemesis Project, we are on YouTube. If you type in Nemesis Project, our videos will show up. Uh, we're also on Podbean. If you go to novnetwork.podbean.com, we're on there. And we're also on Apple and Spotify. So if you search Nerd Review Network, uh, you'll see the Nemesis Project. And then you'll see the other two podcasts that I run, which is Big Purple World Podcast and Escape from SideQuest. But until next time, everybody, uh, see you later. And uh, game on on Resident Evil, right? <laughs> That's right. Later, guys. Die! <laughs> Where's the die?